are a sinner. And you are going to die. Those two truths draw our focus this evening. It's the reason that Ash Wednesday is not in danger of being stolen by the world. There is no war on Ash Wednesday. There are no sales. There are no candles. There are no songs on the radio about Ash Wednesday. Starbucks doesn't have a special beverage. Costco hasn't adjusted their seasonal items. They don't want Ash Wednesday. We often don't want Ash Wednesday because we don't know what to do with it. Its core message cuts against what our world elevates. Goodness. Youth. There is nothing sentimental about Ash Wednesday. There is no great feast. Only ashes smudged onto your forehead as you are reminded that you are dust and to dust you shall return. We don't like that first truth. You are a sinner. When war breaks out, people find themselves on television asking, how could this happen? How is it possible that a nation like Russia could just seek to invade, conquer, and take over another nation like Ukraine? As if the same seeds for power do not lurk in the recesses of each of our own hearts. You may not seek to take dominion over another country, but you seek to dominate your spouse. You seek to undermine your boss. You seek to humiliate your neighbors when they have the wrong opinions. We seek to conquer them. We seek to win. We all sin. It's odd that we're shocked by human nature. Sin is such a dirty, uncomfortable word. But it tells the story of how we fall. Not just in big ways, but in the small ways. And particularly in the secret, hidden ways. Everyone here tonight has a secret. One of the catechism's definitions of sins is that sin is rejecting or ignoring God in the world he created. Rebelling against him by living without reference to him. Not being or doing what he requires in his law. Resulting in our death and the disintegration of all creation. Sin is the truth that we are not good at the core. Deep down in our thoughts we know it. We ignore it. We distract ourselves from it. We look to lift ourselves up 
through moral superiority. We often don't first turn to God and repent. Instead, we run to gossip and easy judgmentalism. It's so easy, isn't it, when you feel down about yourself? To look in particular spaces and places that remind you that at least you're not as bad as them? The Bible says that this self-centeredness separates us from God. It's the reason that God, for some of you tonight, is a distant echo. It's because of your running away, not his. You are a sinner. The second truth is made even more real. You are going to die. This is a truth we are often removed from in most of our life today. We don't see the dead. We put them off somewhere and to a home where we don't have to be inconvenienced by them. We don't have to look at their frailty, at their decay. While we are addicted to staying young, coming up all the time with new surgeries, new treatments, new medications, all to make sure that we stay looking like we looked yesterday. For fear that we might have to look in the mirror and recognize that we are, in fact, dying. We mistreat the elderly, sending them off anything to take our mind off the fact that this life does come to an end. One of the reasons that Solomon said that funerals are better than parties, because they force us to look at the true enemy, death. And the Bible says that when we die, we meet God. On the other side of death, we meet God. You are going to meet God. Ash Wednesday invites us to prepare for that moment. So what do we do? A man who's identified in Scripture as one who has a heart that is after God, a man after God's own heart, David, the warrior, the king, the poet, the leader, he wrote one of the most famous psalms of all time, Psalm 139, a psalm you're probably familiar with. Much of it, if I read, would resonate with you. I want to just read two verses and allow them to steer our hearts tonight and into this Lenten season. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. David says, Search me. God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. David calls for a searching. He says to God, examine me. Examine my heart. Examine my thoughts. Examine what I do my deeds, look at the totality of my life. This is a deep search for sin. A deep kind of self-examination. And let's be clear, it is hard. 
we often don't want to look. When I was a child, I remember hiding my report card. I didn't want anyone to see. I didn't want to see. When I got a little bit older, I remember hitting the button at the ATM when it asked me if I wanted a receipt for this transaction. No, I don't want to see the truth of how much money is really in there. I got a little bit older and I remember thinking, I don't want to open this credit card bill. I don't want to see what we actually spent. I don't want to face the truth of that reality. I got a little bit older and I remember thinking, I don't want to step on the scale. I don't want to see what it actually says. We often don't want to face the truth of our lives. We don't want to look. But we must look. We must be honest. Have have you believed God? Have you trusted Him? Have you been thankful? Have you elevated anything in your life above Him? Have you given Him the reverence that He deserves? Have you rightly honored your family? Have you failed to forgive? Have you allowed your anger to get out of control? Have you grown comfortable with impure actions, thoughts, and deeds? Have you failed to be generous? Have you lied? Have you spoken evil of anyone? Have you been jealous of others? These are just a few of the questions that we ought to be meditating on in the midst of this Lenten season. These are the questions that lead to the kind of self-examination, the kind that says before God, God, help me to see me, search me, make me aware of my thoughts, my heart, my deeds. Help me to see me honestly and clearly, to see my iniquities, to see my transgressions. So that I can get a clear sense of where I really am. So that I can be led into life everlasting. The most important part of navigating is knowing where you are. The other day I was in my car. I was in a parking garage. And I, on my phone I told my phone I'd like to go, you know, I'd like to go to this place. And I remember as I was driving out of the garage, my, my phone kept shifting where I needed to go. I don't know if this ever happened to you. I exited the garage and I made a right. And as I headed down right, instantly my phone went, whoa, I didn't know you were going that way. Hold on, you got to go the other way. My phone was frantically trying to figure out where I was because I can't really know where I'm going until I know where I am. Ash Wednesday is a day that reveals where you are. We turn and we look into our lives. We see ourselves for who we really are. That God gives us the courage to do that. And then we repent. We turn back to God 
so that we might meet God, connect with God, be strengthened by God, be at peace with God now in preparation for the day when we will one day die. This season is a season of radical honesty. As we reflect throughout this season on the cost of Jesus' sacrifice, we fast, reminding ourselves all the while this season how truly difficult it is for us to deny ourselves, how hard it is for us to live for Christ. So we go without and hopefully we add some things into our lives that draw us deeper into communion with God. So we fast. Jesus invites us to fast. We don't want to get legalistic about fasting, but Jesus does assume that you're going to fast. At least at some point in your Christian life, you'll make that a part of it. He says, when you fast, when you pray, when you give. We all need fasting as part of our rhythm. And so we enter into a season of self-examination, of truth-telling, of honesty, of repentance, a season where we hope to grow closer to Christ. And we do that by being marked out with these ashes. These ashes that sit in front of me that will soon be placed on your foreheads. They don't symbolize, look, I went to church. The ash is not a trophy. The ash is a pronouncement of your death. But when you come forward tonight and receive ashes, I want you to notice that they are put onto your forehead in the shape of a cross. Because the cross is our only hope in the midst of this life. See, Jesus knows you are a sinner. And Jesus knows you are going to die. And you might be uncomfortable with this reality. You may even be doubting this reality tonight. But we are all in the same boat. All of us sinners. All of us going to die. All of us in need of a great savior. And by God's grace we have one. Some of you are thinking to yourself... If I focus on sin, that's going to minimize God's love, won't it? No. My prayer for you is that as God opens your eyes to the depths of your sin, every place, every space where you see it awakened in you, that you would hear the voice of God in the midst of this season saying over your shoulders, yeah, I died for that too. Jesus, what about this? This surely, this is truly wicked. Yeah, I died for that too. But Jesus, I have failed and I continue to fail and I can't seem to get it right. And Jesus says, yeah, I died for that too. You see, as you focus on your sin, make no mistake, it only serves to magnify the love of God. So these ashes, they tell of our sin...
Christ. Pray with me. Lord, help us to repent. Help us to fast. Help us to pray. Help us to give. Help us to draw closer to you as we march together towards Easter Sunday morning. Lord, would you give us the courage to see ourselves? Not as we wish to see ourselves, but as we really are. May you give us eyes to see in the midst of that terrifying thought the reality of the goodness of your grace and forgiveness. May our only comfort in this season come from knowing that, yes, you died for that too. Lord, prepare us for our deaths. Give us the strength to face our deaths. Help us to sit in the reality that we are all going to die. Help us tonight to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Help us to prepare for that moment by being prepared in this season. It's in your name we pray. Amen.